Well, welcome to the show. My Arabic professor was so excited when she heard that I booked you for the show. Oh. Because I was. Do you have an Arabic professor? No, I'm a professor of Arabic in the university. Oh, <laughs> where are you? Where are you based? Where is that? Right now, I am in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I just graduated with my BA in music composition. And so I studied Arabic all through high school and then also through college, just because I love the language so much. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, amazing. It gave me enough amazing. so I could chuckle a little bit at the subtitles when they were in El Castro. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always fun. And don't worry, viewers, I'll put, um, if you go to YouTube, we'll have subtitles for the parts that were in Arabic. If you're listening on Spotify, well, go check out YouTube if you don't speak Arabic. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's amazing. I, I, I was I wasn't waiting there. I, I mean, I, I couldn't expect that. That's that's amazing. When you, when you said when you said in the beginning, I said, "Oh, okay, that's a that's that, that's a fine Arabic word like shukran or like this." I could I didn't I did not expect that you speak Arabic actually literally. That's that's great. No, I'm not quite fluent um, because my yeah, high school had us. Um, doing like the same things over and over. So it wasn't until college where it really picked up the pace. Yeah. But I've gotten the opportunity to take up to graduate level Arabic courses, which was right. a ton of fun. Pretty much all this last semester was studying media. So shout out to Dr. Abla Hassam at UNL. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer a student now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the show. Welcome to Chatting with yeah. Creators. Um, the target audience of the show, as you might have guessed from me, just having graduated with my degree in composition, is all about connecting young, aspiring composers with the people who are currently working in the media so that they yeah. can see what it's all about and learn the things that aren't really, you know, spoken about in the classroom because they don't have the facilities to do so. And also, you know, just yeah. give composers a chance to dive into the aspects of composition that they don't really get to talk about when they're interviewing with people who don't really know yeah. the difference between a scale and a mode. Yeah, you know, that's that's the perfect environment for me. Talking and chatting with, with composers and musicians. Just don't get too academic with, with, with everything because I did not get the chance to study music. So you will not find with me any academic or professional terms of course i know scales and so, so <laughs> such but when you when you when you go deep deep into this kind of things you you'll you you will i will i will i will tell you okay uh, you lost me here this, uh, this is too academic for that, that you, that's you know? okay most of our <laughs> audience is not academics and honestly i'm too lazy to pull out that vocab most of the time anyway <laughs> so we're all good um yeah. So how about we start off with you introducing yourself and the project Moon Knight to anyone who might have been living underneath a rock for the past two months and is like, oh, Moon Knight, what's that? Yeah. Oh, Moon Knight, do you, you, I mean, you, you, do you, 
Have you seen the show? Did you get the chance to see the show? I have. I've seen the whole thing, personally. I just meant, like, for yeah. the audience. <laughs> uh, it's a, you know, Moon Knight is a, is a great show about a fantastic character. The main character, Mark Spector, who gets his super power abilities and capability from a god, Egyptian mm -hmm. ancient god, Khonshu. And imagine that you're a god bestowed upon you, sheer power. So what, what, a, what, what a moment of transformation is that, and what a, and this god has saved Mark Spector's life, and and he made a deal with him to become his avatar and 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 become his Moon Knight. And to serve his goals and purposes in, in, on Earth and among people, humans, and that's and all of that happens in Mark's head. We don't really get to know did that really happen or that didn't happen, and and so, so it's a show that demanded and required a score that in, carries and encompass lots lots and lots of emotions and in fields and emotes as you describe um just a, a little while ago and and yeah what a journey this was what a ride this was yes i can i mean i cannot when you speak midnight midnight to me it's like it's the endless i cannot I cannot find the beginning or near the end because it was going so much to flow into my head. The whole thing, so... It's a rush. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with the character before the show was brought to you? No, no, never, never, never heard of him before. But uh, I learned afterwards that uh, when I heard about him that he's big in comic books. Uh, and, and because he's so special, he's... He's so special in the Marvel universe and in and amongst the Marvel characters. Uh, Mark Spector in Moon Knight is the he's the could be the only dark superhero. I'm not sure he's only the only dark superhero in the Marvel universe or not, but but he's dark, he's complex, he's vengeful, and he's um this uh dissociative identity the sort of thing adds to the weight of his character so yeah he's big among the readers and and the, and the fans of the comic books but i know i did not hear about him i remember i was so excited when i heard moon knight was finally making it to the screen because uh, i grew up reading lots of marvel comics with my dad oh, so I oh was lucky you so stoked yeah I highly recommend yeah, amazing. comics if you have the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would do that definitely because uh, I realized that my son, my son, is twenty-one and he's a he's a big, big, big fan of, of Marvel comic books. He knew uh, a Moon Knight. He, he he knows everything about him and and, and uh, yeah, when we, when the whole show was out, he told me that I knew Moon Knight. Of course, I have been reading about Moon Knight since, since I was a, a kid. So yeah. That's I cool. would definitely read a lot. I'm actually a lot. just a little older than him. I'm 22. Sorry, is that? Oh, I said I'm just a little older than your son. I just turned 22. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great.
So with this show, you had this really interesting task of an English language project that largely takes place in Egypt and involves all these different, you know, ancient cultural aspects of Egyptian mythology. But you were careful to make the score sound modern rather than, you know, relying on all the outdated musical tropes that composers have used in the past of, oh, this is what Egypt sounds like, walk like an Egyptian. What was your approach to making these harmonies and melodies and bringing modern Cairo to Disney? You know, there were so many things going into my head. Well, first, like you described, the Egypt and Cairo was described in the, in the ancient Egyptian culture was described in the Western films and the American films in a typical way that it is not exactly describing the real and what's really Egyptian, which is fine. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're missing what's real. You're missing what's really Egyptian and what's really happening in Cairo, which is, in my views, is exciting and, and really interesting. Because, and because Egypt is a very big country and a very old country with a very large population, it has so many cultural aspects in it. It is so full of music in various ways and various uh, styles and, 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 and really... Um, oh, your video um, so, oh, so Sorry about that. Oh, good. Sorry, sorry I'm back. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, I was saying that uh, uh, Egypt has a very uh, colorful spectrum of music. Old music, ancient music, as well as modern music, because... There's pop music, there's the traditional uh, songs, the, the, the traditional music, and there is the, this, this, this group of composers, this composers, modern composers and, and old ones. So this is the music, the Egyptian music part, and the, the musical aspect and the, music, and the Egyptian culture aspect. And the, there's the notion that I had in mind, knowing that during night, the show is not about Egypt. Mark Spector is not Egyptian. And this story could have happened anywhere. I mean, of course, Kancho is Egyptian, but but the um, the the kind of adventure and the, the drama and the dramatic tension and the nature and in the background of Mark and Stephen, it, they're not Egyptians. The, the show is not about Egypt, so it it. Of course, a big part of it took place in Egypt. So this is why I had to, all right, have in mind that, okay, the music has, doesn't have to sound Egyptian all the way at all, and only Egyptian because I'm talking throughout a character that is not Egyptian. And the, back to the, to, 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 to the second pile of thoughts that the, the, the Egyptian culture, the modern culture, that is, in my views, like I said, is is really exciting and, and, and interesting. Nowadays, pop music and modern songs and pop songs in Cairo, for instance, are very hip, mm -hmm. are very pumping, very full of energy, full of so many colorful uh, uh, um, um, sounds with, with so much drive in it, so much beat so much rhythm so 
to the extent that it, it might sound a bit nerved and, and, and mm -hmm. you know, in, in sometimes it might sound angry. It's pretty much similar to the hip hop. It is not in essence similar, but it has the same theme, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, so yeah, I had all that in mind while working. So music had to sound modern, whether it's Egyptian or not. And it doesn't have to, in essence, it doesn't have to be Egyptian, but the Egyptian bits need, needs to sound modern mm -hmm. and authentic. No, I loved how Layla even told Mark, she's like, you're not Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my friends, um, Hassan, he was placing bets on if Haifa Wefi was going to be like one of the end credit artists. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. That's not the vibe. She's much too happy for this. Yeah, you know, because Mohammed Yadid, the director, he was so keen on having this, the vibe, the Egyptian vibes in music, especially the modern ones, because it's, it's very, it's this, like I said, it's the, the musical spectrum in Egypt is very wide. It's, it's very different in essence because it's a large population and we all sing, we all play and we all sing. So we have different kind of musical styles. Yes. My first favorite teacher I ever had used to have us listen to Egyptian music to have us start learning Arabic and being able to speak fluently. Those were his two biggest tools, oh. having us watch uh, soccer matches in Egyptian. Oh. And ah, did you watch that? Music. What did you listen he to? He also made us like play soccer while only speaking yeah. Arabic. Did you watch an Egyptian soccer match? We did. Uh, whenever we had a substitute, and of course, this was when I lived in Boise, Idaho, so there was no chance of getting an Arabic speaking substitute teacher, they would turn yeah. on a football match. <laughs> It's amazing, and in, in Egyptian slang is is quite different to the mm -hmm. traditional Arabic uh, um, slang. So yeah, I found it much easier personally coming from America to pick up the Egyptian slang than fosa, <laughs> but that was just me. <laughs> Working, getting back to you know. Moon Knight, working yeah. with Marvel, at least, you know, to me as a young composer, is like joining the Avengers of composers yeah. with Sylvester yeah. and Elfman and you. And how would you, you know, describe joining this force? How would you compare working with Marvel um, compared to working on your past projects, especially in terms of, you know, creative freedom? Oh, yeah. You know, it's when I first learned that this was bound to happen and I, I had so many thoughts in mind. And then one of those thoughts that you, what you have just mentioned, I'm joining this amazing uh, group of composers like Alan Silvestri, you know, and the and this goes on and on. The fantastic uh, uh, scores they produced and they've written to the, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what am what am I gonna do new? I mean, what I'm gonna what I'm what I'm what am I going to add to this? 
in what is really, I mean, what if they do not like what I do? What if I'm not up to the standard? What if I do not fulfill, I mean, what if I, what if I fail them or fail myself? I had all these fears in my head first. And about in the first meeting with them, I remember um, meeting with Dave Jordan, the head of music department in the, and then he was like, he was so friendly and intriguing talking as well. He was, they were so friendly, so amazing, so sweet, so encouraging. And, and, and I remember these words saying to me, we like to be surprised. Try not to come up with the with the with with another Avengers. We do that. We have that. <laughs> we have the papa para chiada. We already have this. Do not to find. Do not to give us another one. So, be yourself. Do, do not shy away. Do not fear to be yourself. Do not fear to come up with something new. This one thing and the other thing that 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 he said that he it, it really gave me the sense of relief that uh, we heard your music. We heard you, and there's a reason why we heard you after hearing your music. We we like what you do. So do what you do, do your thing, just be yourself. So it this it gives me a great, great, great sense of um it's like oh, all right, okay, I'm on the driving seat now with a license, nothing, okay, and then and, and the, the, the tank is fuel and everything is all right. I need to drive, I need to just enjoy. In the, I always keep reminding myself, and you should do that, and everyone writing music should always remember do that. Remember, we should have fun. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's classic. You find it everywhere. But it's true, it's real. Never forget to have fun. Because each and every moment you write music and each and every shot or scene or or, or, or motion on the on, on the picture that you write your music for is gonna pass and it is your moment so don't let it go without taking full benefit of it and the full benefit in my view is the joy we find in writing music i remember when i was 10 or 11 year old i dreamed of having a good fair keyboards to play on and to find different patches and sounds, a better sound of piano, better sound of drums, better sound of guitar. And back in on the old days, we, we did not used to have good equipments like today. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was dreaming of those. Now, and each and every time in my studio, I remind myself of those days. Don't let it pass without having fun. So that's that's how that's how it happened with Marvel and with the experience. And, and they were so amazing at Marvel. They were so incredibly helpful in every sense. They assist you, they help you. And don't shy away when I find something, when I found anything that I do not understand or I don't know how it happens, I ask, raise your hand and ask. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how to do that. You'll always find someone who takes you by the hand and tell you. Uh, you do this and this and this and that and so it's 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 a great environment oh, absolutely the, great environment that's what i love about the creative community how we all help each other out it's one of my favorite yeah absolutely absolutely
Speaking of people helping each other out, I'm going to use that as my leeway into question number three. What was your approach to dealing with the dual personalities, You most of the time one body of Mark and Steven? And it's totally okay if you, you know, get into spoilers here. I'll put up a flashing spoiler sign. But how did you deal with um, can we spoil that now? The show is out. Six episodes are out now. Can They're you... all out. Uh, is it possible to spoil anything? I mean, I think so. Hello, you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, sound is breaking. My connection. I'm back. There we go. Oh, okay. I'm back. I'm sorry. All I saw in terms of spoilers was I wasn't allowed to release the episode until after May 5th. So it's after May 5th. Mm -hmm. So I think we're good to go. Say whatever you want to say about, you know, the dual personalities of Mark and Steven. We won't talk about the any other personalities that might exist, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you know, I did not use, I did not differentiate between Mark and Steven because to me, they felt like the two sides of the same person, two sides of the same coin. It's, they complete each other. Like, and, and it's even shown in the, in the show, how's, how's that happened and, and why did that happen? And the, Dual personalities to me, I did not musically separate them. I just pointed at them mm. being separate in one. So whenever they spoke and or or confronted each other in any reflection, in a mirror or in a reflection of a piece of metal or something, I always used a motif and a progression, chord progression with a with a rhythmic uh, movement in the strings. Sometimes some ostinatos. That you may recall easily because it's a it's like it was like Mark having this sense of him talking to himself. It, you know, we all have shortcomings. We all have things that are incomplete. But when you, when when these things that are incomplete manifest in front of you as another person with all the missing characteristics, and you talk to him, the same you, the same yourself, it's a very magical moment. And that's what I write, that's what I wanted to describe musically. Each and every time you find them um, at the same, uh, um, in the same frame. So I did not write music for Steven or in another tone for Mark. It's just that when they, splits in front of you in the screen i used this motif and this rhythmic movement i think you definitely achieved that all right next question what would you say is the biggest thing you learned from doing this project Whoa. that's a big one that's a big <laughs> one i don't i don't know i don't know a lot. I have learned a lot. Being, you know, no matter what, no matter what, never lose the sense of joy and passion. Never, no matter how 
pressured you are, no matter how tense the moment, never lose the sense of, um, never, never stop being positive and, 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 and always, always say to yourself, okay, there's, there's a chance to make anything I'm doing now, making it better. And anything I'm doing now could be better. Let's make it better. Let's do everything again better and better and better. Try not to be rigid or, um, how do I call that? Try not to cling to your opinion or your point of view. Defend it, but try not to overdo it, even between you and yourself, because anything, anything you've done could only be better. So, so, and there's a great charm and magic of being player with of a, a team player and being a, 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 a productive and, and profitable part of the team. So, so I don't know, I can keep going on and on the whole night listing the things I have learned. It's uh, one of the fantastic things that happen. Oh, wait, okay. So countless fantastic things that happens in this show, but one of them is really the chance I had to communicate and work with so many different cultures and nationalities. Like for instance, I had orchestrators from Czech Republic, Prague, which is Alan Clemens, and from the United Kingdom, Lee Phillips and the fantastic Nicholas Dodd. They were adamantly they were in Prague and Nicholas was in London and the rest of the music team on, were in Los Angeles and the music the orchestra was recording in Vienna mm -hmm. uh, at on stage and the Egyptian elements of bits were recording in Cairo. So all of that, I had the great chance to deal and talk and speak with them. And what a fantastic art form it is in the storytelling that brought all of these minds and all these cultures together to work on based on music. That's amazing art form. The art of storytelling is a fantastic, fantastic art form that really, really brought us all humans, no matter where are you from, no matter what age are you, we, we, we get together, we get, you become one at, 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 at some points. So yeah, I have learned so many cool things and <laughs> great things really. I cannot, I cannot stop counting them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have one more last big question for you. What was your yeah. favorite cue to score? What cue did you have the most fun writing the music for? A bunch of, I had so much fun uh, scoring the first reel on Moon Knight in the first episodes. And when he first when he first saw him from his back, and then he turned because this this is the first time in my life in my career I got had the chance to score the music for a superhero. Mm -hmm. All right, this is the one that I got I got big and muscly, and it, it was a great chance. It's a good, and I enjoyed scoring. And the second episode, the scene when 
Bill Knight was fighting with running with the with the with the leading on the the, the jackal on the uh, in the rooftops of London and um, and those moments when conscious has them rise rise and live again <laughs> oh my oh my amazing amazing uh, moments by uh, uh, Aunt Maria Abraham a fantastic performance. <laughs> and of course, the 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 constellation bits when where they were shifting this this the stars and the sky and uh, yeah, so many. I had so I I had so much fun really uh, scoring the uh, music for this one. My favorite part also musically was you know that big change we got when he was like, "I still control the night sky." Ah, uh, well, yeah. Is that the is that the constellation uh, bit in the third episode? Yes. Yeah, that one. That that's so that the one that started with. I remember that night. Yes, uh, I remember that every night. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So finally, this is something new I'm doing with this third season. Gosh, I can't believe I've been doing this for three seasons now. Third season of chatting. Yeah, Do you have a question you would like to ask me before we sign off? Oh, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> that's that's this you know this this this, this chat between us has is full of surprises. You speak Arabic, and uh, and now that's the that's the I I don't know I yeah I would like to ask you which scene would you like to have have scored in 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 Moon Knight? Ooh, what scene would I have liked to have scored? Hmm. I would have loved to have scored the scene where the hippo goddess, her name is leaving me right now, was speaking to Layla through the dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would have been such just a great time going in between the scary death moments of I'm speaking to you through through a dead body. (laughs) Yeah. I think that would, to me, that immediately, I'm like, that would have been so much fun to do, but also very hard because working with dialogue, at least for me, is where I always struggle the most. Yeah, I, I, I used to, I used to have this problem. I used to have this problem as well, working, working, writing with, with the dialogue because it's always, it's always, uh, it, it's challenging to 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 find the the right rhythm and the right tone and the right. Rhythm. <laughs> and making this dialogue sits within the score uh without fighting and 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 without fighting with it so yeah but it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a very very clever choice because it really it's a it's a very um unique uh moment this when Tawaret Tawaret talked mm-hmm. to uh Laila through those bad bodies yeah yeah all right well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a lot of fun to have you on the show, and I hope we'll be able to bring you back for Moon Knight season two. <laughs> oh, yeah! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love talking to you. Thank you. Of course. All right. Shukran. Masalama. Allah salamik. Masalama.